This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV. The Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with a zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute, and available reclining lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Pluralsight. Your org needs teams skilled in tomorrow's tech today. Whether you want faster innovation, better customer experiences, or streamlined software delivery, those solutions require teams skilled and savvy in the latest technologies. Equip your people with the skills they need to make the most of today's tools and tech. Visit Pluralsight.com pod and try it for free. This is the the nonprofit. Steven, seriously, what's with your timing? I, my guy. Anybody that's not watching can tell that me and Frankie are both wearing gray sweatshirts. And this is episode 44. And I would venture to guess that we've matched 30 of the episodes. I would say probably more than that. I'd say we've matched like 95%. And a little inside baseball for you guys. We never call each other about it, we just do it. We just do it. Yeah. But also, it's not that difficult because usually the option is gray sweatshirt. Like, that's you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, really, the real story is we're gross. That's really the mm, story. Very much so. Very much so. When was the last time you cleaned that sweatshirt, would you say? Oh, um, actually, right before I went to LA. So, it's def- I just spilled mustard on it today. So, I'm going to have to wash cool. it now. I got paint. I got, I actually, I actually took this sweatshirt from my dad. Cause I oh so it's a nice dad's oh it's nice and broken in oh, yeah. yours looks better I like yours better than got, mine got that new dad smell got, the, got that I don't I don't know if we want that so it just smells like jizz and honey got it okay no what just jizz and syrup what? that's what dads what smell old like. new dads are you hanging out with <laughs> dude <laughs> I don't I don't wait a minute is that not what dads smell like okay um this has gone down a very dark path because now I'm realizing. That dad could be my dad. And that's, mm. yeah, this is. So I'm Stephen Campbell. <sighs> I ruined it. So I'm what? Stephen Campbell. And I'm Frankie French. And we're just going to leave that just dropped where it's at. Uh... <laughs> that's the intro. <laughs> that is the intro. I The reason I got my dad's sweatshirt is because all the things were taken from my apartment. I know we've talked about oh, this. Oh, and he was like, here, son. This holy sweatshirt will get you through the winter. Well, I had literally nothing of, of, uh, I had just my summer clothes and a dresser and then all the things were taken. So I had no sweatshirts to my name. And then my, my father came, stepped up and, uh, and gave me, you know, he's got some, he put some paint stains on it. And then he was like, this is yours now. He made it. Would you like for me to call you a wambulance? No, there's no way. This is a touching story of a paint covered sweatshirt. It just depends how you look at it. (laughs) I snorted. Okay, I I need to tell you, Stephen. That's sweet. Um, But that's also something your boyfriend would do for you. So I think your dad's into you. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to him. (laughs) I'll talk to him after this. I think you should have a conversation with your... Hey, Dad. 
you into me? I'm not with that gay shit. Yeah, right. I feel like yeah. I'm sitting outside. I'm sitting outside, you know, just shivering cold because just because I'm so masculine. <laughs> I with that gay shit. You know, I can always tell someone's with that gay shit when they say they're not with that gay shit. That's yeah. like yeah. an immediate. I'm like, oh, so you like that really gay shit? Got you. Like, yeah. Because anybody that says so that, like, they never say it when it's like a dude having sex with another dude. It's like something that you would really have to stretch. To make it about right, that gay right. shit. To make that gay, yeah. Yeah, you're like, how are you, you put bananas on your pancakes? Yeah. Right. I am with that gay shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what are you doing with bananas that makes you think <laughs> that it's about that gay shit and not about potassium? Yeah, it's just, I want to, yeah, just a little more potassium in my, in my, in my pancakes. Ass. I don't know how in, we got on in this In my topic. ass. It was potassium in my ass. It was just kind of <laughs> laid it on up. How did I miss that? <laughs> All right. Uh, this is not, I don't know what's happening right now. Steven, you know what it is? It's the holidays. And if we're being honest, it's only been, what, like three days, two days since we last taped the episode you heard before this episode sure. in two weeks. But so as not to disrupt anyone's like holiday biz, we decided to just like tape a little bit early. We have one of our, my personal, I can't, okay, seriously, I'm about to be so gay for this girl right now. Um, She's about to be about that gay shit. I'm about to be all about that gay <laughs> shit. No, but see, this is literally... So here's the thing that I've been blessed with, and I think I can say Stephen has had the same blessing. I've been very blessed throughout my life to like meet really crazy awesome people. Stephen being one of those people like that, right? And then like as you go through the earth, like you just meet these people who, for whatever reason, my personal belief is this, that I believe in reincarnation. I believe that souls are... That we're all just energy... And I believe that this energy never really leaves. I think it's just recycled and goes to other dimensions, places, whatever. What I do believe, though, very strongly is that we have soul groups, meaning that there's like a group of, you know, it's infinite, of course, but there's a group of, let's say, I'm just making this this an arbitrary number, 25 souls that you interconnect with every time you, you cycle back, regardless of where you cycle back from. And I feel like this person was definitely part of my soul group that was a long way to say i like her yeah yeah but, no, um, but it's, yeah, it's so a I'm, very uh heartfelt way to say that you well it's just, i mean it's the truth do you believe in like reincarnation steven i don't know exactly what i believe in i do believe that there there's some there's some level of reincarnation i think but i don't know if it's like a soul that goes from host to host or or what i don't i don't know i kind of just i i kind of just of uh, am of the dogma of just be good, be good to people. And, and that's what is going to get you to the next place in whatever the next place is. Clearly. I don't, I don't know, but I, but I feel I, you, I, I like hear that. you. I feel you. And I definitely know that there are people that as soon as you start talking to them, you're just like, Oh, word, like latch on, like <laughs> latch on because it is, it is, a it's this thing of like this uh, juxtaposition. I always have of being very pessimistic and very optimistic where I've, I believe most people are horrible. Like, I just, uh, most people. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say are good. I was going to say, I think most. Gross. So, like, so when you are making your way through life and you do run into that person that the souls do connect, it's like, oh, word, I got to latch on to you. Like, I, I'm shameless. Yeah, I'm sh- I got to snatch you up. Yeah, because you're delicious. Soul food. I'm shameless about just like, yo, like, I know we only talked for 15 minutes. Now. Like, let's do the phone numbers right now. Let's get coffee. Let's get drinks. Let's do something. And sometimes people are kind of like off put by it. How like every now and then, and and I'm lucky in in Brooklyn. There's a lot of people that um, 
quote unquote free spirit type joints, but that there's there's a lot of people that I'll just meet out at a bar and just be like, yo, you felt that, right? Like, I, I ain't about that gay shit. Right, yeah, but. totally, <laughs> totally, totally. I agree. But, you know, and I, and I, the, so I said a second ago, I think most people are awful. And I, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't believe that. What I do believe is that most people succumb to how easy it is to be awful. Sure. Um, you know what I mean? I think that path is a lot easier. It's there's a lot more energy goes into being intentionally kind. Um, you know what I mean? And I think that a lot, I think that we as a society, we, we are, we're always looking for the easy button. Unfortunately. Yeah. And I think you're also always fighting against a lot of obstacles that push you towards a fear based look at the world, right? That it, it, when you yeah. break it down, there's fear and then there's love, right? That's, how most actions are taken. Are you doing it to because you're scared of the outside world to protect yourself or something like that? Are you doing it out of love and kindness and stuff like that? And I think that the fear stuff, whether it's the algorithms that clickbait that will you you see the more the more it gets you angrier, the more Facebook will show it to you. Like the media, whatever, like there's just so much you're inundated with hate, fear, hate, fear, hate, fear that you have to actively push against it or avoid it to maintain a yeah or just succumb to it <laughs> or just fall into the warm belly of the evil sure. yeah i mean that's yeah and i think i think a lot of us do that you know what i mean like fighting is that shit gets tiring man yeah. like you know what i mean it does it gets tiring you know but there's also like when I do run into fear-based people or hate-based people, it's very rare that I hear that what they're saying and see their actions and like I'm completely ignorant to like how that person could get that way because like I've catch myself slipping down that hill so to speak and like but I catch myself and then I'll you know have to work to get out of that mindset mm -hmm. again but like when I do run into people I'm like oh shit like they got you good. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, they got you good, kid. They yeah, got you good. Oh, yeah. And I, ca I catch myself, too. Like, earlier today, I was driving, and I was like, you fucking piece of shit. That person's probably a piece of shit, but I don't know them well enough to say it. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you pull, pull up next to them and well ask enough. them some qualifying questions before... Yeah, ha -ha, real quick. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts about Palestine? I'm black. How do you yeah, feel? Yeah, right. you know I mean? like, Thoughts. Let's just start with. Let's just start with the easiest yeah. one. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Go. Yeah. You're like you're like you're flipping them off. You're like, how do you feel about this? No, I mean the color of this. Of my skin. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. <laughs> Fucking racist. Okay. Um. So yeah. So this is actually a few days after the last episode. So not much has happened. I did finish getting all of the food and an appropriate accoutrement for my uh, Christmas dinner on Saturday, which I am... There, there, there now will be two racks of lamb. Do you marinate that at all? Or is it everything, all the seasonings and stuff just go on before you cook? Don't disrespect me. No, I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't marinate it. Um, I have, so I do a... I coat it in butter. Wait, and I'm sorry, and then but I, is... Is marinating what like a crutch? Like, why would that be? It's a little bit of a crutch. I mean, mm. you know, if you if you yes, yeah, a little bit of a crutch. I mean, if you if you're a coxman in the kitchen like I am, um... <laughs> <laughs> coxmans don't marinate. 
<laughs> no, we don't. We don't marinate. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 I coat mine in butter and then I crust it with herb, mm. and then I pan sear it in my um, skill in my uh, cast iron pan, and then I put it in my roasting pan, and then I roast it for exactly twenty minutes, and then I rest it. And then when I slice it, it's a perfect medium rare. Mm. Oh, and I cut slits between each rib, like each bone. Stuff that garlic. And I stuff it with garlic and herbs and butter. Damn. And so, yeah, so when you cut it, when you, I just, I'm not even going to lie. I don't eat it like a civilized person. I just grab the bone (laughs) and slap that chunk of meat in my mouth. And I'm just like, oh, God. mm." Oh, yeah. And I will, I have more than once eaten an entire rack. (laughs) (laughs) To the face, by myself, judge away, Mike. Like drop. a true coxman. <laughs> like a grown <laughs> ass man, dog. Um So what are your holiday plans, Steven? Uh, I'm at my parents right now. And Oh, that's right. And it's, it, it's just me, mom, dad. Uh we're just, you know, doing things low key. Um I think we Big Brother Steven isn't kind of are you little, little brother? Steven? No, he's this oh, is the first brother. time I haven't done Christmas with my brother. Where's he in like be? ten years, probably. Um, he's his girlfriend's place. Uh, his girlfriend's <gasps> parents' place. Yeah. So no, your mom's got your mom's got to put her foot down. Like, um, excuse me. <laughs> we get Thanksgiving. I mean, we get Christmas. You get them for Thanksgiving. Okay, I'm kidding. I, my, I'm just my mom has a piano here, and it's <gasps> and but it was moved, and so it's out of tune. And so I showed her like the YouTube videos that are like rock band. You know, like you know, like yeah. the Guitar Hero, where you can play the piano with like the the things, and I showed it to her, and she played last night for probably about an hour on a completely out of tune computer uh, piano, and so the dog was like howling. Howling. The dog is howling. Hilarious. Here, like, oh my god, it was just a completely out of tune piano. There was no melody to it. It was just. It seemed like a bunch of disconnected. It was. Yet she persevered, she persevered for an hour. But now I know that I'm getting her a piano tuning for Christmas. From all of us, for all of our from, states, yeah, please. Right, right. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let co- me sign the card. Collect money yeah. from all of her neighbors and yeah. <laughs> and and just put a fund together. I um I love and then because usually every year what we do is get my mom something that she does not want, right? That it's perfect. Oh, that's right. You you pop you basically punker every year yeah, right? right like so, you got her so 2019 was wwf tickets um Perfect. and so me and my brother but she'll she'll partake in the gift oh, though, yeah. right oh yeah she yeah. she 100 does because she always leaves it open-ended he's like you know what because we we rarely do like gifts it's almost always like event or experience you know your mom loves that though oh, right even though you know she, she yeah does. you know she loves but then, that that's but, so but we also because it was at barclay center right and uh we made her go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and so we so we just broed out, drank beers, ate one, ate wings, and then went to a WWF match. Um, but this year we were gonna get her um, Medieval Times tickets, and then then a then like a Victorian dress that we perfect <laughs> that we were gonna make her, you know, eat the big turkey leg. But now with all the Omicron shit, we got to change. We had to change gears a little bit. Uh, and, and a piano tuning is uh, sounds like it's warranted. It's, yeah, but un- or there will be warrants served. Right. Unfortunately, she's gonna want this gift though, so that's yes. that's the issue. So we're gonna have to find her something that she doesn't like too. Um, I love it. And then what? It's just you, you and the fam. Yeah, it's just me. My sister's gonna come over. 
she doesn't really have, um, you know, like a husband or anything. So she's going to come over with, with me and then we'll, I'll probably get her tomorrow night and then we're going to cook, um, all day Saturday. Well, you know what? I've like streamlined my cooking so much. We'll probably, I can probably get Christmas dinner cooked in like two hours. Oh, wow. Save the greens where I have to like boil down the smoked turkey that's going in there. So that's, I'm going to get up early and put that on the stove and some chicken stock, actually some bone broth, a little bit of water, and let that boil for like four hours. What? So you smoke the turkey and then have to cook the greens with, what, the bones from the smoked turkey? So traditionally, in black households anyway, um, collard greens are a staple at any sure. festive dinner. Usually, you know, historically, those greens are cooked with a ham right. hock. What is a ham? Okay, you guys know what a ham hock is. Yeah. We don't eat ham hock, so we've always used smoked turkey, which is sure. a fantastic, a very reasonable facsimile. Now, in current times, a lot of black families use smoked turkey as opposed to the traditional ham hock. Um, so it's like, it's pre-smoked. You can get it like a giant or wherever. Um, and then, so you boil it, we, you cook it down and then I take the skin out cause the skin's disgusting. And then, um, yeah, we just let it boil down until the meat gets nice and delicious and tender. And then it falls off the bone. Then I take all the bones out, put all my greens in, all my other seasoning and all the veggies and all that stuff. I let it cook for like a good 35 minutes to an hour. Is that a low simmer? Boom. Yeah, it allows, well, you got to get a nice rolling boil and let them, let all the greens like shrivel down into the juices. And then, yeah, you turn it all the way down and let it just do its thing mm, for like an hour. I love shriveling down into juices. Okay, yeah. I'm going to need you to never <laughs> say that again. And on that note, um, <laughs> now that Steve has made it weird, uh, let's bring on our guest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, quite literally one of my favorite humans, one of the most talented comedians, incredible producer, Beautiful exists the way she exists in the world. Jackie Steele is on the board of the Unique Women's Coalition, and she's here to talk about that and all things Jackie Steele. Ladies and gentlemen, huge nonprofits, welcome. Woo! Jackie! Ah, Steele, 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 Steele. Just starting with a shimmy. Right. Starting with a shimmy. Hey. Oh, yes. Yeah. Shimmy, shimmy. Cocoa puff, shimmy, shimmy. Rock. Rock. <laughs> Oh, you know that. Yeah. What movie is that from, Steven? Let's see if oh, you can guess it. Oh, come on. You know I never know any pop culture reference. And who ever. said it? Okay, well, I don't even know the it movie, was... let alone who said it. How about you tell me? It's the movie Big. Tom Hanks car- when Tom Hanks says it. Well, Tom Hanks and his smaller counterpart. Yeah. And they do their... Is that a is that a Chris? I haven't seen Big. I'm sorry. Um, is that something that I should put on tonight as a Christmas movie? Um, yes, please. Okay, so I think I might have to talk about this on stage. The movie Big gets weird because that woman definitely fucks a yes! child. And wait, I don't wait, see. Wait, I don't like, know. Like, like, oh, he turns into an older person, but then as an older person has sex with a lady. Okay, Steven, first of all, you just have to watch lady. it. We can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you about it. Just watch it. But yeah, looking back, when, now, when I look back, like even Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. yeah, that's a weird one. That's creepy as fuck. I'm a Robin Williams. That's my guy. But if you break down the structure of that movie. Problematic. He's, they're married. They get divorced. She doesn't want to see, want him to see the kids for whatever reason. Probably legitimate. Yeah, right. They, they don't want to go into that part. <laughs> 
Yeah, they don't go in it, but it's probably legitimate reason. They found him torturing but animals like, in the oh, garage man. or something. <laughs> right, we're like, oh man, let that abuser see his kids. And then he decides that he's going to dress up and disguise himself as an old lady to now be the nanny to his oh, yeah. children. Yeah. <laughs> if that movie ended with Robin Williams murdering the whole family, that would track. That would, that would just. We should uh, we should rewrite it as a uh, as a uh, murder comedy. Right. Uh, I'm yeah. here so, for it. Jackie, tell us tell us a little bit about Unique Women's Coalition. Yes. Tell us, yeah, who you are, how you fit, what they do. Boom. Yes. Um, well, okay, great. Uh, I don't fit because I'm the only cis white person in the entire organization. <laughs> but uh, the organization is very near and dear to my heart. Um, and I absolutely love just the whole crew. So Unique Women's Coalition is the first uh, Black women trans-led organization in Southern California, which is where I am. Razzle dazzle. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's raining. It's gross. Uh, So, but it's the first organization and really what the org does is work to um, just enhance, enhance and and empower trans black culture. And that's it. That is the focus of the organization. Um, They look to support black trans women and whatever we can do to elevate that experience. So the organization itself does everything for, I mean, the work is overwhelming and you work, you know, I work with a lot of different orgs in a lot of different capacities and I've helped do fundraising and producing for different fundraising events. Right. But what you can't, you can't unring the bell. It's like anything else. It's like, Oh shit, that's racist. You can't ever unring that particular bell or, mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lack in that area. I'll never unsee it. Right. And so there was a phenomenal um, leader by the name of Kimora Harrington, who I think I mentioned um, to you before, Frankie. And Kimora really speaks about supporting uh, grassroots organizations. And I already do, but working in this space, you cannot not see how easy it is for a lot of these orgs, kind of white gay orgs, you know, cis orgs, to just put out their hand and smile and get a check. And I know right. that probably sounds crazy. Yeah. And it probably sounds like, oh, for people that aren't in that world, like it must be hard. Yeah, it's all, there's all always a challenge. But, you know, working with this organization and working with some of these other orgs, I see firsthand just the difference, the difference in yeah. what it takes to get a meeting and grants and funding. And, um, and that's some of the work that I do is help to push back on these corporations and uh, city and state led uh, efforts to say, no, that's not enough. You've just granted $10,000 with no plan to this you know, cis white mm-hmm. org and I'm here. So I see it because I'm a part of it. Right. So we're not going to just take $800 and smile and be on our way. We're going to, we're going to push right. back. So, sorry, I get so militantly queer. I can't stop. Myself. <laughs> Never apologize. Oh, yeah, go Never. Not it. on this show. No, 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 no. Lean into that shit. Lean all the way it in. Is yeah. The absolute truth. And so, but the work that we does and what I started to say was like seeing the amount of work that is done, um, you know, regardless of the resource and kind of the lack is incredible. And so, this organization, like I said, centers Black trans women. They offer everything from self-defense classes, which are so wildly Love needed, it. right? Mm. Um, uh, housing services, you know, working with um, the cities and the counties for housing services, working with landlords, understanding the needs and the nuance of community um, and the risk factors um, for folks so that, you know, they can help get folks safely placed into housing, working with different organizations and partner orgs for job placement, job training. Um, they have a community pantry, which is super dope, which has clothing, 
cosmetics, wigs, uh, you know, um, hygiene kits. Can I say how much I love that the community pantry has wigs? Like, and I'm not even being I funny guess I didn't because really register. yeah, yeah, that's really dope. So well, because th- think about it. You know what I mean? We always when when people are looking for, or when the government, or like people in those types of positions are thinking about necessities and what different groups need. They often don't think of needs like that. And that is a need for a trans woman. That is a need. You know what I mean? That's not just a frivolous thing. Oh, I want different hair. Yeah. That's an actual need. And so that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. It's that. really important. And also just in the cosmetics as well and working, you know, just the space where people can come and also be vulnerable and be surrounded by, you know, family and friends that are going to say, yes, this is how you apply X and do those type, that type yep. of stuff too. It's just, it's massively important and needed to your point, Frankie. And, uh, and then of course, you know, non-perishable food items, um, that people can come in. A lot of folks are, you know, at transitional periods or transitional housing and just need supplies on a day-to-day basis. So they offer that, uh, as well. And do you think that That's phenomenal. a lot of the pushback on, you know, uh, one organization getting a certain amount of corporate giving than than uh, the organization that you're working with. Do you think that becomes that comes from lack of representation in that corporate structure? Do you think it comes from lack of awareness? Like, like where, what, do you, what, what thought processes and like systems in place equate to that lesser dollar amount being offered, if that made sense. Yeah, it did. I think, uh, I think like everything in this country, it all goes back to systemic racism, first of all. Um, And I think the, the, I'm going to use the trendy unconscious bias that people will have for um, you uh, speak the way that I think you should speak. You present the way that I think you should present. You make me feel safe uh, in that I see myself when I look at you. And regardless of the messaging and the outward messaging of people, and I'm constantly, I'll stop a meeting. You know, I work in the city spaces and we can talk about that stuff. Um, but I'm constantly like, but hold up. That's not, we're not doing that. Right. <laughs> that is absolute bias. You are tone policing. You're gaslighting the conversation. Um, someone doesn't have to speak the way that you need them to speak for you to feel comfortable. In fact, you've been comfortable too long. So, um, I think it's that, I think it's, it's all those things that, um, are those, that, that kind of weaponized community in a, which is really disgusting. Um, yeah. but if you ask people, they would say, oh yeah, I support you know, it's like I work with the, the city and some of the bars in WeHo, and it's like, oh, I support trans folks. And I'm all about, I'm like, what does that mean? What does that look like, right? Because if you don't do it with your time or your dime, you don't do it. Sure. That's it. Mm. If you don't create a, 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 you know, safe space is also overused. But the bottom line is, is it in fact, are you there putting eyes on the experience that people have? And are you seeing what that looks like? What does it look like for a trans organization to come in and have a meeting with your organization? Um, what is mm. the tone of that meeting? What's the exchange? Do you understand the lack of access to certain, um, you know, to certain technology, right? Like to certain just things that might be a hindrance and how are you making it accessible for folks to apply? Um, and the other thing that I think people have been raising awareness on and I, I'm really seeing shifts, which I'm super stoked about is grants for orgs that don't have 87 checks and balances, right? You're giving $1,500 to an organization, Um that could keep the doors open that month. And a lot of times what we've seen previously and we still see is, you know, all these hoops that organizations have to go through to do it, which just adds so much more to the plate of people already carrying right. so much. So. We're already overwhelmed. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, even like I, I have a little bit of experience with like grant writing and stuff like that. And like the the hoops that you have to jump through to get pretty minuscule funding sometimes, like just like real, like like couple hundred dollar grant here, thousand dollar grant there. Like it's, it is a lot of work. And if you were to equate it to like what the hourly rate of the person getting the grants to how much money that they're getting, like you're probably getting less than minimum wage for the, for the work that you're doing to get it. Yeah. 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 And for grassroots orgs that just don't have, you know, as big of a structure and things or people dedicated, that's one of the things that we're working on. We just had our um, board meeting for the end of the year and we put together some, um, I think really great goals and benchmarks uh, for us. And, you know, some of those are exactly that, right? Getting some grant writers in and also, again, teaching and empowering everybody there to learn how to do that so that, that it can kind of continue to grow. Um, that's one of them. And then just, you know, holding corporations to account for sustainable giving, holding, you know, city spaces and government spaces to account for sustainable giving and things that aren't during TDOR or TDOV, which if you're not familiar, is Trans Day of Remembrance, and tra- which is a November Trans Day of uh, Visibility um, uh, coming up in March. So it's, it, you know, everybody wants to do something during that, just like everybody wants to hashtag and do something during Black History Month. But the reality is, if you don't have something activating throughout the year, kind of an ongoing basis, then it's just performative right. bullshit. So. Do, you, do you find... Because one of the things that in like working in the social impact space that I found very discouraging was I started going into meetings with big companies and being like, look at all the good we can do. And they'd be like, go fuck yourself. How much money are we making? Um, and, and you know, I had that happen once. And I was like, okay, well, clearly that's that company. And then had it happen again and again. And then until I know now when I go into a company and I start with this is the bottom line, this is the eyeballs you're going to get, this is the marketing you're going to get. And oh, by the way, look at all this good you can do. And yeah. while my motivation is that latter part, I know when talking to these people, you got to talk marketing and eyeballs and exposure and all this yeah. sort of shit. Um, do you, do you run into that as well? Do you run into that as well? I guess is a, yeah. And how do you typically deal with that? Do you change your narrative to, to talk to those people or do you, okay. So what does that conversation look like? It's actually gotten, um, and I'm going to continue to lean on my theme, which I, for 2021 and beyond, which I think is just militantly queer. Um, and that (laughs) is, uh, you know, I, I come from marketing, right? I worked in marketing most of my adult life. Um, and I've always held those positions. So I have the advantage of understanding that speak. And I understand what they're looking for to your point. And I know very much that those are the meetings and those are the meetings people are having. I also know those meetings are the reasons why we have such uh, performative issues. And so when I, at this point, um, when they meet with me, chances are they know, we know we've been introduced in a way where they know who I am. Sure. They know what they're going to get. If not, it's certainly a wonderful surprise. <laughs> but <laughs> I go in and I'm just like, look, here's the deal. And I just break it down. Like, these are all the things your corporation says it's about. These are all the things you say you want to do. Now you can say these things, but this is the reality. So we can sit here and pretend that we're going to do all these things. But the truth is, one ad campaign isn't going to change it, but the way that you give your dollars can literally keep the doors open for this organization. And you can put your money where your mouth is, or you can do the corporate thing and you can, you know, 
post on Twitter for us and tell us good luck or whatever the case is. But if you're really about the work, then we need to get down to the work and talk about it. And it's I basically, I love to set them back on their heels and really just, this is the bottom line. This is what you said you wanted to do. This is the work yeah. that's being done because that's important, right? But at the end of the day, this is the dire need and the dire need isn't here to gratify your you know, quarterly report. Um, and I, I know that world, but that that's just the bottom line. You either sure. give because you want to give and it's about the work you want to do as a company and you stand behind your um, philanthropic efforts or it's about m- just more marketing and, and spin for you. And, and do, you, do you get a lot of pushback? Do you get a lot of pushback when you're having those conversations in that format? Yeah, people are either on board and appropriately kind of... Um, I'm going to say checked, but aware, right? Like they're like, shit, yeah. And then you can see like the eyeballs light up and you can see people go like, yeah, we've got to do this. Um, or you can see people check out because that's not what they're there for. And I don't yeah. really give a shit about them if that, that's what, but they also need to be prepared for me to be wildly vocal about the fact that this is who I met with. They don't give a shit about the queers. So I don't, you can put the flags up all day, but like it's bullshit yeah. and they'll never catch me there ever. Yeah. Because Fr- Frankie and I are having a lot of those conversations with bigger companies, uh, not so much in the queer space, but in uh, different different causes. But um, it's this thing that there's not enough. Well, and and this is the conversation in my head anyway. That there's not enough business coming in to be completely myself in those meetings to kind of tap dance a little bit to you know with the thought of, you know, if we can get our foot in the door here, then we can really start to uh, do all, hit all the checklists, things on the checklist that we want. Um, But it is also this fear of if you get your foot in the door with that precedent of here we are, we're only talking marketing, here we are, we're only talking dollars. Um, It's 2022, it looks like we're going to have a lot of these sort of opportunities. And it is a fear of mine that if we get our foot in the door with that precedent, then maybe we can't reverse. Well, I think you should know well enough knowing me that I'm not going to take a walk with any organization where it's just, we find, oh, you're full of shit. Oh, okay, well then I'm not going to do that anymore. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, I'm, I'm not going to find myself 10 years and let us find our, us find ourselves in bed with the fucking devil. Sure. I don't want, I don't think either one of us want that. Well, you know but, what I mean? But the, there's, there's like devil and obviously evil type of stuff, but then there's also like like a fluff project that you're like, okay, I guess I guess we're adjacent to helping. Like, you know what I mean? You're just like, I guess I guess that yeah, was. Yeah, but see, I I can do your fluff project, and now we're gonna do my real project. Right, and that's what that's and that's the way I believe my... it will go. Yeah. But if we're not going to do my real project, I'm not going to keep doing your fluff projects. Yeah. That's how I feel about the community and political space. Like, there's a lot I do and maneuver in a political space because I need support on these other things. And I have the capacity uh, and, you know, whatever, following, et cetera. People know. Capital to, yeah, yeah. The, exactly. To, to be able to do that. So I'll navigate that all day. Like, for example, there's a, uh, I don't know if I told you this, Frankie, but there's a, a candidate who, uh, or a politician who has a, a current seat, um, who's a woman. So of course I support that. Um, you know, a cis 
straight white woman. So there's always a, a balance there. And my, my goal on that, in that world is always to get a queer candidate, um, elected and to get the people in the seats that we need to be seeing in the seats to make effective change. Um, and so for example, I'm supporting her wildly moving up into this much larger position, but it's only because I want her ass out of that seat and I want to queer in the seat that she's right. in. So I will do all those things and I will fundraise for you. And I will, I also believe you're about your stuff. So I'm not selling out in that sense, but my entire goal is to move you out of the way out and get, get someone, someone yeah. in sure. that seat. But I also think too, Stephen, like specific, specifically to you and I, in my mind, over the course of the next 12 months, we will have amassed some level of power. And I don't, I don't want to use the word power, but um, notoriety, I think maybe is I think, the I right think word. power has a bad connotation, but, but we're, but you get we're, what I'm we're looking like, to get think, some power so that we can... Yeah, to get yeah. some smoke behind us to where we can write our own ticket more right. so. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like in a year, our, the conversation is going to be very different. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. You want to work with us? Well, here's what we yes. do. do. Do you get what I'm saying? As opposed to, hey, we really want a shot. We've already gotten those shots. People see it, you know, and through doing other things, we're going to be moving up. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And, yeah, I, and, I, and I can't wait. Like, I just, I do believe that in 12 months, we will be at a point where people are knocking on our door. Um, which, yeah. It's like, oh, dope. You want to work with us? Bet. Right. Here's here are the criteria do. to to yeah. do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. So wait a minute, Jackie. Yeah. The show we did on Wednesday that was for that was for unique, unique women. Okay, you know that I'm special needs, right? <laughs> By this point, you're a you unique woman yourself, right? Yes, you are. Oh, I'm so unique. So I get to LA. Everyone, if you haven't, you all know I just came back from LA. So I get to LA. This is the the wonderful human I was staying with, and and our partner um, as well. And uh, I get to town. I, t- I had texted her the night before, right? Yeah. Like, hey, my flight gets in at 11 a.m. Yeah. I'll text you when I pick up my car, right? So I pick up my car. I text Jackie, hey, picking my car up now. Text me your Addy when you have a minute. And then I head to Venice from LAX because I want to go to Egg Slut. <laughs> and um, Egg Slut's my favorite breakfast. So I go there immediately. I sit on the beach, eat my food. I go and see a couple of friends. I'm kind of tootling around for hours I think it was like around 2.30 or something like that, maybe. <laughs> I go to, te- I'm like, oh, Jackie still hasn't texted me back. That's because I was texting the wrong Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where so in the you- hell? Frankie must be just making the rounds because I haven't heard a word. And I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to bother you. But like, where? <laughs> I, was, I was like, nope, she'll text me when she's, you know, when she's free. She must be. So whole time I'm waiting for a text that was never going to come. <laughs> so I'm just now putting together that. The org we did yeah. the show for CWC. is the same org. Um, tell everyone about the show we did. Yeah, so we, uh, I've been working with the Hollywood Improv producing shows for a while, pre- pre-pandemic and now in this post-apocalyptic hellscape we're in. Uh, and I went to them and said, hey, I want to do this fundraiser show. And they were like, great, we'll give you the main room. Do whatever you want. They're just, they were super, and I told them specifically about the org. Um, and what I wanted to do. And they were like, yeah, you got it, whatever you need. So they gave us a great night. Um, and I reached out to the org and invited them to join us. So we did a, a badass comedy show with just a stupid fire lineup. Um, and uh, we raised $5,563 at that show for oh, yeah. this org. 
Didn't you get some more donations like after? We did. So the check we gave them, we did a check presentation. This is what's super dope, right? Mm -hmm. So we did the check presentation on stage, which is like $37.13. So $3,713. Everybody's going nuts. Everybody's, well, whatever, right? Oh, and complete with the big check. Don't get it confused. Nice. nice. Yeah, Yeah. it was. I'm that person. I was like, let me get my dry erase markers. So we do the check presentation. Uh, Shayla Cartier was the founder of the organization was there. I invited her to be up on stage if she chose. Uh, and she was like, yeah. So she came up on stage. We do the presentation. And then I kid you not, like a bidding war breaks out for one of our auction items. So um, this is a super note, sorry, Barbara, I just have to tell you. So the West Hollywood Chamber of Commerce is a perfect example. It's led by a, uh, a cis straight white woman. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this for the point of who's at the helm, right? I don't say it like, when I'm at Trader Joe's and shit, right? I'm just saying it for the point of this <laughs> conversation. But so she, you know, runs it. And when they were doing their pride efforts last year, someone said, reach out to Jackie because I do a lot of work in the local queer space. And so she did and was like, look, I want to be inclusive. I want to do this. And I was like, just don't trip over yourself. Just do intentional shit. Do what you say mm-hmm. you're going to do. Rely on leaders in these positions to tell you what they need and don't decide what people need. And you're going to be aces, right? Fine, yeah. And so they've done all this different. And, and she just did. And she just was like, I got it. Took a step back where she needed to. And then did the work that all the org and the community leaders asked her to do. And like, life was fine. But it's a pri- prime example of that. And so I worked with them on a couple different things. Um, and so, and they're, I've actually now just launched a, uh, a whole philanthropic arm at a 501c3 that focuses specifically on the needs of the BIPOC and queer community. And that all stemmed from like the wow. earlier pride conversation. So it's super, super dope. So I'm working with them on some of those efforts. But so the chamber comes through, they add some auction items and they donate. Uh, it was a trip to Antigua and a some salon, you know, hoity-toity salon experience in uh, Weow. And a bidding war at the end of the show, I was like 37.13, check, clink, clink, pictures, whatever. And people start going, I want to bid, I want to bid more on this auction item because we're going to keep it open. And a legit bidding war breaks out. So these two dope humans... Uh, my friend Mojen and my new friend, but friend for life, guaranteed will show. Of course, Mojen was involved. Of course, of course. Right? <laughs> like, so check this out. These two dope humans start bidding, and the bid gets up to $800 in addition. And then Mojen goes, I like you to this other person bidding. I want to make a donation, but I want you to have this. So I'm going to flat out donate $1,200 and you can have it for eight. So boom, we got two thousand dollars. I mean, it was right, right. that's bananas. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's bananas. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So it was pretty phenomenal. Um, and uh, we just had some like fees gonna pull out of there, but it was super dope, and it was unbelievable to see like this bidding, not just this bidding war, but this like bonding, this like. You know, now they've linked up. They're going to do this other community stuff together, which is, you know, for me, that's everything. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's the stuff right it's there. It's creating that's that the, space. The soul, that's the soul <laughs> groups, man. Those are the soul groups. Yeah. That's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I have a question for you, Jackie. Yeah. What can average Joe human walking around the earth that doesn't know, yeah. what what can they do? If they, if they happen to tune in or... If, what can they, how can they help? What can they do to help? Yeah. Um, super great question. An important question because people, I think a lot of times feel like 
I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of access. I don't have that, which I get, right? right? Everyone's busy. And right now, everything's really hard, harder than it was before. So what I would say is, whatever you do is good enough. First of all, it's enough. Don't kick the shit out of yourself. If you only have $5, that $5 adds up to X, Y, and Z, right? right? Like that's how things get done. So, and if you can do that and then just post about it and ask someone else to match you or someone else to get involved, that does it too. One of the simplest things you can do is go to your Amazon. I'm not here to Amazon shame you. I know you're all shopping on Amazon. I don't give a shit. I've got other bridges to burn. Um, But that do Amazon smile. Unique Women's Coalition is there. I've got everything I have set to them so that a percentage always goes. And there's all kinds of orgs on there. And what people don't always know is our grassroots org. So if there's something that you're drawn to or that you want to make change in, you can look through the organizations and find one. Um, That's a small, easy thing. You change your setting and it's done. You don't ever have to look at it again. Every single time you shop, money goes. Um, that and then just... Oh my God, repeat that because I don't think people know. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, Amazon. Yes. If you go to smile.amazon.com, so instead of just amazon.com, just go to smile.amazon.com. It's you, you log in through your account, but what it is mm-hmm. is they take a percentage of every uh, thing you shop for and they make a donation to an organization. Ah, man. We should... Oh, everybody so should have even, their so, Amazon. So it's not even tacked onto your purchase. Yeah. Amazon makes... Yeah. donation them. Oh shit. I didn't realize yeah. that. Extent. And you get a tally. So when you log on, it'll say you helped donate XYZ this wow. year. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no reason that every human that's got an Amazon account should have. Yeah. I don't have, I didn't even know about yeah. this. I'm doing this right yeah, now. Do it. And you can pick unique women's coalition and they will make a donation and it, you know, you, hey, you really start to see what you're shopping on Amazon every year. Cause you may not look at it, but once you see those tallies, you're like, <laughs> Yeah, yes, but everyone yeah. should. That's like a, that's literally the least you the can. Least you can least, this is the least you can. I cannot get Amazon to stop charging me for Audible every every month. I get yeah. a fifteen ninety nine charge, and I'm like, get it the fuck off. Like I I've, I've called yeah. Amazon a bunch. I've called Mastercard a bunch, and so now this is me also just getting them back. Like right. just right. Like, all right, yeah. you can take all yeah. those Audible charges and right. give it to a coalition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that's fantastic advice, Jackie. Because yeah. I don't, we didn't, we didn't typically know stuff like that. I wasn't up yeah. on that until yeah. the conversation. I kind of, I so. thought it was a thing like a round up the nearest dollar, and you're still spending, you're still buying it. But mm-hmm. I just don't buy anything on Amazon. But I might. Start. Yeah, no, they just do. It's part of their, so that's part of their whole like, corporate philanthropy is they've got uh, Amazon Smile and it's just super easy. You can pick any organization that you that. want. There's a ton. There's everything in there from the World Wildlife uh, Federation to grassroots orgs and things like that. So that's an easy one that you can do. Jackie, so you're doing, I love that so you're much. doing so much. Like when somebody asks, Jackie, what do you do? What is the answer usually? Uh, my response is I'm a shit show production and I just do the best that I <laughs> can. Um, you know, I just show up. One of the, uh, Marna Deitch, who is a friend of mine and um, a lesbian activist, she created um, the Dykes on Bikes uh, in Los Angeles, yeah, which is now the Motorcycle Contingency for Equality. <laughs> uh, and so uh, it's, it's a lot. Cool. Yeah, it's super dope um, to see, again, this kind of layer change affected everywhere. But uh, so Marna, you know, she got um, 
I'm co-chair of the Lesbian Gay Advisory Board for the City of West Hollywood. And we, uh, a couple of years ago, I actually emceed the Dyke March uh, for West Hollywood. And they also do the Etheridge Awards. And in the Etheridge Awards, they honor uh, lesbians in the community that do different and specific work to elevate community. And the honoree that year was Marna Deach. And Marna Deach, who's done all of this different work and, and held space in so many ways, uh, she really is like the matriarch of West Hollywood. She's super dope, but she knows everything. She's the person, like, she's like, oh, Queen Latifah used to drink at that bar. And this person, like, I mean, hilarious stories for Dave Frankie. The next time you're out here, I have to make sure you meet Marna. Like, she's just, just a dope human. I need to hear her Whitney Houston stories. Oh, she has so, literally has so many. You're just going to be like, I have sure. all the time for it. So sure. she honored Marna and she gave a speech and she said, look, the bottom line is just show up. You're not mm. going to get it right every time. You may not do everything right. Community may react in different ways. Just show up and just keep showing up. And that was that out of all the different things that I've seen in her just affected me in the way that's, that's it. That's a, just show up, just show up and do mm-hmm. something. You don't have to know everything. I didn't know about any of this stuff, advisory boards and working with city council and blah, 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 um, in the capacity that I do now previously, but you show up and you learn and that's it. Yeah. And you don't have to do everything that I do or that you two do or whatever, just show up and see what kind of speaks to you and, and get involved. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic advice. I feel like go, go, I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people. Um, I know that this is something that it has happened to me throughout showing up and trying to help. Is sometimes it just seems so overwhelming, and there's so much shit. There's so many things to help. There's so many people that need assistance and all this stuff. And it's also just this thing of like, you're not going to take care of all of it. So it is maybe I articulated it differently than what you're yeah. saying. But it is just just carve out your own little piece. Like, you know, just keep yeah. on, just keep on chipping away your own little piece, but, um, it's overwhelming yeah. as shit. Right. And if you don't do it, you want to make a change. One of the things that I like people constant, Oh, is it enough? It is enough. Whatever it is that you're doing is enough. If you can feed one person that day, you should feel great about that Absolutely. because they're feeling better. Like it doesn't, you don't have to, I was telling Frankie, I was in uh, Tennessee on business. I was out of dinner and I took, it was a super fancy restaurant, right? And I took all the, to go f- everything mm. nobody finished. I pulled the waiter aside. I was like, bag it all up because there were so many unhomed people. And he was like, okay, yeah. so I'm going to pass it out to people as we go to the bar because we're leaving a fancy dinner to go to a fancy bar and they're paying. Uh, so yeah. I'm like, great, yeah. right? So on our way, yeah. we can like just boom. So I get it all. And one of the people there was like, what are you doing? I said, no, I'm going to give it to the unhomed folks as we go to the whatever spot. And they were like, okay. And I said, yeah, it's easy. It's an easy thing to do in a space with a lot of food about to go to waste. And there's people outside directly that need right. it. And I said, you know, I uh, also like feed the folks in my neighborhood. Like I'll make breakfast and sandwiches and stuff and just pass it out to people, safely people. It's COVID season. But, um, <laughs> and so, you know, uh, and also like you have to know your community and do all those things safely and responsibly anyway. But, um, and he was like, well, what's that going to do? And I was like, I don't understand the question. What do you mean? And he, what? Well, what's that going to do? I was like, well, if someone's hungry and then they've eaten, that does a lot, right? Like, what do you, I didn't, he said, well, that's, you think it's going to change everything? I said, I didn't say I was changing everything, but that's your, that's your lens. But right. you know what? You changed that person's night and you know what? Where they were hungry, they're not now. Right. Yeah. And then maybe someone that saw me do that, maybe they'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And then maybe someone else will do it the next day, you fucking yeah. asshole. I, I had something very similar um, when I was finishing my MBA. We finished it in South Africa. And so... Oh, wow, Steven. I'm so proud of you. 55 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 55 minutes before you brought up your MBA. 
Fuck you. He's <laughs> like, I'm still paying for it. I'm going to talk about it. Go yeah, ahead. right, right, exactly. exactly. Um, but but they, it was like uh, they did a two week thing in South Africa, and so it was a lot of dinners and meeting with companies and meeting with NGOs and all this sort of stuff. And every night we would have this big fucking lavish dinner. Nobody would eat anything, or like you know, there'd be tons yeah. left over. And there's like some of the most destitute people in the world are in Cape Town. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm bringing all this shit with like, you know, bags and bags of shit. Yeah. And yeah, every single yeah. time they're like, oh, there's Steven goes again, f- f- saving the world. Cause it's also like with MBA, like that is a, uh, the, the Ooh, a see. random selection of people that are all profit driven. Right. You know, like, right. you know, they're just all, this is this is capitalism school, right? Right. Right. And so right. it was this thing of um, like my, I created my own focus in social enterprise, and nice. when I would talk to everybody, they would they they were just like, I don't get it. Like I just don't get what do you mean? How do you make money and help people at the same time? But it was this thing. Um, they gave me so much shit every single time. They're like, What do you What do you think? Do you see how fucking broken it is out there? Like yeah. you're not fixing it. It's like no, I'm not. But all, but it's not I'm always about. It's like when I talk to my daughter sometimes and uh, and I'll ask her, do you want me to give you advice or do you want me to just listen? Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you can't fix every problem, right. you know? At the same time, sometimes you can just shut the fuck up and listen. And if I'm sitting outside and I'm hungry, there's, I have been on the street and hungry. I have been where I couldn't get food. And when someone was kind enough to bless me with money or a meal... That shit meant the entire yeah. world to me in that moment. So how dare you admonish someone for taking the seconds out of their day that for food they, they didn't even have to pay. You don't have to pay for this food, sir. Right. What does it matter to you where it goes now that it's before it gets thrown out? Like, come right. on. But I think, you know, what it goes back to control in both of those in both of those conversations, because number one, so Stephen, in, in your space that you were in and they're talking about capital and money and all of these things, right? But A, they still have the idea that it only belongs to them, right? So there's still that control. It's a systemic control that they believe. Number one, we have so much money. We have so much money. I'm practically shitting 20s right now. Does my bank account look that way? No, it doesn't. But in America, in this space, there's just so much money to go around. And we're either raised with the mindset um, that we can't have it. It's not ours. We don't have access to it in all kinds of ways, right? It's, it's all kinds of things. But the truth is, sure, we damn well do, right? We absolutely do. We have, may have to go about it different ways. It may look differently, whatever. But it's out there and it's absolutely have access to it. Um, depending on how you kind of, what the tools are you need to get there, right? And sometimes you need to break things down to get there. But the point is those people still live in that construct of control and power that only they have access to it. And how could you make money any other way than this one way they're taught, right? And these are probably great thinking people, but still can only think in one way, which is alarming. And then, you know, and it's just on the other side of it, it's like, you're still making it about you. You're still making it about ego. It's like, it's your ego. And that's a whole other trip. And that's not about taking care of someone else. That means when you give to someone a meal, a dollar, whatever, you're still making it about you. And that's not the point of it. You know, it's like when people say, oh, I'll give food, but I won't give money. I don't give a fuck. I'll give some of my last $20. I don't I don't yeah, I don't care what you're using it it's for. It's about you. And what is it about you that makes you believe you have the control or the right to control or the right to yeah. judge how someone else spends their time and their money? 
I, I think yeah, often it's agreed. like a, uh, it, it's often like a projecting <laughs> projecting your own limitations. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it, and you can yeah. copy and paste that idea in a bunch of places. Like, if if we're telling people like, oh, we're gonna do comedy, then all of a sudden you'll hear somebody's thought in the back of their head of why they told themselves that they could not do comedy and then they'll say it to you but it's similar with like giving and doing good and stuff like that that you'll hear somebody i was watching elf last night right like it's just that same sort of mentality of like you get jaded and so then you'll say like oh i'm doing this thing and and i'm trying to help and you you hear people kind of just project their thought of why they have not been helping so much you know and so you're just like sometimes you i won't even get mad at it i'm just like fuck like you you gave up like you gave up and i and i just <laughs> yeah, I, totally. I, I i'm sorry that you did um but those people oftentimes try to make you feel bad for still having an open heart absolutely. and i'm like i'm i don't want to be like i don't want to do that right. you know like i've had people well frankie you're at a certain level now you can't talk to and i'm like no that's not i don't roll like that like you can that's cool for you i don't roll i fuck with who i want to fuck i fuck with people because i like who they are as yep. humans I don't give a shit what you can do for me or what you can't. All of that. As a matter of fact, the more you can do for me, the more you're usually an asshole, yeah. the less I have an interest in being your friend, yeah. which has been a, hind- a hindrance. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. If, yeah. I, if I the know what you can other- do for me before I know who you are, then I probably don't like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably. Yeah, pro- I, I mean, I'm, and I'm not right. trying to be a dick. I don't, it's not a prejudice that I have. It's just I have learned time and time again that those folks... They've already gotten that speech. Right. So, and then everyone's you know going I mean? able to want and an agenda, right? Now and it's not about yeah. an exchange. And that's no. now we're yeah. Now we're bartering and we don't even need to be <laughs> right, right. we don't even need to be doing it. Jackie, we are crazily, as crazy as this sounds, we're at the end of the show. I don't know how that happened so quick. I literally I legitimately don't. Can you please tell people where to find you? And equally as important, how can they find UWC? Yeah, so uh, UWC is online at theuwc.org. And then also uh, at UWC official. Um, So you can follow, you can support, you can make donations, you can Venmo, you can cash app, uh, you can donate products. If you want to donate products, um, you can reach out to me and I'll help you navigate it. Super easy, but, you know, no pressure. Um, I'm always happy to help people navigate the delivery of things and things like that if they need. Uh, And you can find me at Five Foot Monster. XO. <laughs> okay. I love, I love your, your handle. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please like, subscribe, share this episode. I think this is one of my favorite episodes. Uh, follow UWC, follow Jackie. She means all of the words that are coming out of her face. <laughs> I have been Frankie French. This has been the Nonprofits. And this is my counterpart Stephen Campbell and I liked how you tried to make it make my head under I did. your I hand tried. you can't see it if you're listening I was trying to point it I did it yeah we all know I'm special um and this has been nonprofits. again like subscribe share follow unique women's coalition seriously they are an amazing organization I've gotten to meet some of the heads of that organization and they now call me family and I think hey, of them in the same way. Yeah, hap- yeah so- happy 2022 to everybody. Most people are going to be listening to Oh yeah, happy 2022. Um, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, and uh, some big shit's about to happen in 2022. So stay tuned. 100%. All right, love you guys. Have a- Mwah. <laughs>